We are rolling. Welcome back to the Jungle Brothers podcast, JB Cast. This is episode number 26. 26. That's Joe there. I'm here with Joe Worthington. Hey, guys. Welcome. Tiora Ward. Hi. And Paul Fotofu. Tiora, why don't you go ahead and just tell us what your full name is, actually. I just thought of that. Go on. Give it to them. My, fu- my full first name is Tiora Varu Tangaro Ura Aruera. <laughs> Fuck, that's your full first name. Yeah. What's your full surname? <laughs> I should know that by now. No, I know. I got it tattooed on my butt. Disappointed. <laughs> What's your full surname? Ward. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it. Hendo Ward. Henderson Ward. It doesn't yeah. really do it justice, does it? Yeah, it's a bit of an anti-climax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, welcome. We haven't done a podcast for some time. Been a bit of a layoff for us. We've had other shit going on, other areas of the business to focus on. Correct. Namely, surviving. <laughs> but our head is out of water, so we're feeling pretty confident oh, right change now. Changing the trend, bro. <laughs> yeah, trend. I can feel it. Uh, you guys know where we're at, junglebrothers.com. Where our gym's down in Botany, 15 Underwood Avenue. Uh, we're serving a whole bunch of awesome people down here to get stronger, more skillful, more mobile. And we have a pretty good online presence now. So if you want to follow us from afar, check us out on Instagram, Jungle Brothers Movement. If you want to know about training with us, just uh, log on to the website and click the learn more button. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our newest podcast sponsor, Panavore Cafe. They're at 29 Daly Avenue, Pagewood. More importantly, they brew delicious coffee and delicious sandwiches. And uh, they're supplying the elixir that we're drinking today and we'll be drinking for future episodes. And I'm hoping that you're going to experience a 10% increase in our energy levels due to the increased caffeine. So... Shout out, Panavore. Thanks, fam. Thank you, Panavore. Thank you, Tree. Thanks, Tree. Tree, Tree trains with us. Legend. Absolute legend. He's, uh, he's killing it at the moment. Yeah, he supplies our coffee as well. We've got a cold drip coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah cold, cold brew, brew down in the, the fridge. Yeah, yep. delicious. And uh, he recycles <clears throat> his bottles. So bottles that he uses go back to him. Yeah. He's a good man. And it fits with our ethos, right? That's right. Go- going back to the social media, um, we got a sick video out at the moment. Oh, a we do? Video. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I keep seeing it. Popping up on my thing. I'm yet to share it. I've got to share that today. Um, but it's yeah. a sweet little movie. It's a cool little video. It's a nice yeah. little insight. Yeah, we got two. We got the little teaser, 60-second yep. piece with the drums. And then we got like the three-minute, which is with the, the testimony. Yeah. Yeah, I thought made the cut for that one. You could see my back. Paul gets a lot of feature in the teaser, doesn't he? That's all I fucking got was a back. Oh, it. Back of a head. Paul was kicking it, if I remember. Is that what? Oh, I didn't even look that close. No, you're too busy looking at yourself. That's a good look. That's what happened in the last video, where you were just looking. Yeah, the one where T didn't lock out on the L set. It fucking cut before I locked out. That's why. We do calisthenics. No lockout required. God. Good, man. Oh, I didn't oh, know you felt yeah. that way about oh, the video. I'll have to have another look. No wonder I like it so much. But you have a nice. It's good though. Uh, he locks out these days. Like oh. He's come a long way since that video. Lock you out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alan Chan. Uh, Thank yeah. you, Alan. Alan, legend. Push yeah, to shove media. Push to shove media. He does good stuff. Good huh? Awesome yeah. stuff. He's a um, yeah. He's a real good example of a uh, a partner in a business that you really value because. One, just as a person, he's a really cool guy. But two, he really wants to do a good job for you. And he just brings the positive energy every time. And you're like, fuck, he's such a pleasure to work with. He has a genuine curiosity as well about how things work. Just the gym itself and even stuff like like the garden. Yes. A lot of 
A lot of good questions. I think that comes through with this footage. It's good. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's, 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 he's very present and he's genuine. Mm. Good man. Uh, today's topic is, uh, is timely, given that it's the middle of winter. Today's topic is maintaining training during the dead of winter. Maintaining, maintaining. training. Maintaining. We know that uh, this time of year is, is typically uh, troublesome for some people in terms of motivation or energy. And it is kind of a, you know, for us as business owners, we see a change. We see a change when there's any change of season, right? It doesn't really matter what the season is. But you definitely experience more of those conversations with your members uh, about, oh, I'm, just, I'm just not getting in as much <coughs> as I used to. Or I'm just not, I'm feeling a bit tired at the moment, or Right. So I guess it's, uh, it's important for us to talk about it because we all experience that shit. Um, every, you know, it, we're not immune to it, right? Right. Tell us, uh, tell us what, what's your take on the thing, T? Because you obviously deal with this yourself. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably even harder in a gym like ours because we don't have air conditioning. Uh, it's actually colder inside than it is out. Yeah. Because it doesn't see the sun over winter. Correct. And it's hotter in summer. We, we chose this location for that particular reason, just to make harder, stronger individuals. That's right. More robust. Yeah. Like Russians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you're training at a, at a gym that's got aircon and stuff like that, it's probably a little easier. But I think getting motivated to get into a space that you know feels a little harsh, it can be tough. Uh, so there's definitely parameters that you can bring into place to help you get through the front door because once you're through the front door uh, and you get warm it's like any other day yes it's just that getting from home or out of the car and into the gym really that's the obstacle if you think about it totally you know what i mean yeah Not really any different you feel that you, start you feel that urge at the end of the day to kind of oh, i'll just go home and make some dinner and get on the couch and watch some netflix like it yeah. rather than yeah i go to the gym do my hour of training and then then go home and do the netflix yeah and i think it's uh I know for myself, I like to have the foresight of how I feel after I've finished training uh, and just using a bit of visualisation. Okay, so I've got the option to go home and sit on the couch. How am I going to feel? I'm just going to sit there and feel guilty the whole time if I know that I should be, should be moving. Uh, and how am I going to feel after I finish my training session? Mm -hmm. And that, that tends to get me through the front door. Is that mm -hmm. something you do, you, you, you make a moment to sit and think about that or do you just do that as you're going about your day? I, now it's just, it's a subconscious thing, but I know that when before I was a gym owner, it's different when now that uh, I train in, in the hours that people aren't training, um, it's in a way it's easier for me now and obviously because we own a gym, but I know that before that was the case, uh, there was always that option to opt out like, uh, should I, shouldn't I? Because you're, you're at home and you've got, you've got the, okay, clock's ticking. You've got that 15 minutes to get to class before sun's class gone, starts. Sun's gone down. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, I've got I to gotta move quick and get there or oh, I'm running a bit later. I might just skip this one. Uh, everyone's been there. And I think once, once you get into that position where you have a, a choice to make, it's very important to have a bit of foresight and just think, how you how you're going to feel if if you know you should be getting into training and you choose not to you're just going to sit at home and feel guilty really 
Yeah, you're gonna beat uh, yourself up. Yeah, and that's shit. And then you're gonna beat yourself up the next day. Yeah. And then the next day, and then it's gonna be the weekend. You're gonna feel bad, on. fucking having drinks on a Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, it follows on. Yeah. What's your deal, Paulie? Where do you go with it? Um. <clears throat> uh. Well, something more recently, like as in last week, I and there's a point I was just saying to you earlier, was group training. Um, it's, it's a bit different for me, like you were saying, T, training during the day. Like training during the day, it's, maybe it's just my personality. Now that it's gotten colder, it's harder for me to go downstairs and get warm on my own at 2 p.m. when there's no one else in the gym and it's cold. Yeah. And last week, a couple of times, um, I was like, yeah, just didn't want to do it. Um, and I just jumped in the class. Jumped in the class to get me going. I love that. Um, or at, like initially on one session I jumped in and I thought, I'm going to warm up with the class and then train on my own. Um, but yeah, the point is, um, find some people to train with. If you're not part of a gym, then you're going out with a friend and trying to organise something around that or join a gym, a sick one like in Botany. Um, and get warm and train with other people. Um, so I did that a couple of times this week. Um, and I think that's a really good place to start, especially, yeah, if, if you're struggling. Um, look for accountability with other humans like yourself going through the same thing. Um, and that's true of anything you're trying to do that's a bit hard in life. Yeah, it's true. Get, some, get a group of people around you that can keep you accountable. Yep. It's true, right? Like the, our, our gym and other small gyms provide that in, mm-hmm. by the nature <clears throat> of the product. It's classes. And yep. classes are a real easy way to just get yourself motivated if you're not feeling it yep. at that moment. Oh, yeah. And the, like I've, I've been training while the classes are going on. If I'm not doing the group thing, I'm just training while the class is on because there's other people training and I get energy's a bit of banter. Good. The energy's in the room. And yeah. it's warmer. It's warmer. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. And it, there's accountability when it comes to training with a group <clears> or <throat> even just within that group, there might be one or two people that you partner up with, whether it's on the pads, on the mats, uh, on a barbell and you know you're sitting at home you know they're going to be there so you got to go yeah mm. uh, yep. either that or you get a text come through and on the days that you're feeling a bit flat that text come through on the day mm. that they're feeling a bit flat <clears throat> you're sending a text out and you kind of you pull each other through the through the tough times yeah so it's really handy to have have a little bit of a, a social community within your within your training routine Without a doubt. I think with that, on that training buddy point as well, you have like an, a responsibility there to, to play your role too, right? Which is to text the other person, like to take that 15 seconds to go, hey, dude, see you tonight, 6.15, you know, like, like yeah. we said. Because it's easy to kind of not to. And then you get in, you're like, oh, my training buddy's not here. And then they don't reciprocate to you. And then there is no training buddy relationship. Yeah. But if you have that person, and we see it in our, in our classes all the time, where those people just buddy up, you know, and if you, if you take that small amount of time to keep each other accountable, it just goes such a long way for both of you, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I also see that those same, that same scenario producing really good training results. Mm. Yeah. Because you push yourself that little bit harder, there's a, a little bit of a competitive edge there. You're either trying to keep up or you're trying to stay a little bit ahead of the person you're training with because it's always going to be one that's performing a little better. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether you're playing that, that role or just putting the yeah. pressure on. <laughs> so, who's that between you and me, T? Well, watch, watch the video, I'm bro. I'm still waiting for you to get your rope climb up there, bro. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. 
Oh, goddamn, oh, no. Jim's done it. Set poorly. Come to you. Now that it's on my knee. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, we see it inspiring all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that uh, and everyone's turning up because of the fact that you no one really wants to be left behind. <laughs> yeah. Because once you start taking those few, few weeks off, yeah. you come back and someone's going to kick your ass. Punch you in the face. Yeah, punch you in the face. While they're smiling. Kick, the yeah. kick your leg out from under you. And that's just a shit place to be. I think it happens very naturally in our gym. I see it, yeah, I do see it a lot all the time, but it could be a really good thing to um, to make a, a promotion to, to everyone, just to make a conscious decision to find a training buddy this winter. Yes. Hashtag JB training buddy, find yours. Hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, at. yeah I think it's yeah, a great idea. Be a good little bit people, of recommendation. I mean, there's whatever. It's <clears> kind <throat> of that social thing where maybe, you, you know, oh, it, you know, I, I get I along with so and so when I meet them at the gym, and we, we get along well. But do I ask them for their phone number? Is that yeah. a bit weird? You yeah, know, yeah. it's totally you should right. Like, if hey, we're like, let's exchange numbers and find let's find that like, person. Yeah, post up pics and whatever. Yeah, win a high five from me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good idea, man. Mm. Um, it's true. Those people invariably you can think of the couplets in, of those people in your classes, but they do make the most gains. Yep, they do make a lot of gains. Yeah, the um, the man, the group accountability thing's huge. I've actually noticed for myself that my training over winter has. I, I do that. I go to train jujitsu. I train some jujitsu here, but I train most of it outside. At, at you know, with my coach in uh, at Alliance, and I really look forward to those classes because I'm not having to self start. I'm not having to walk downstairs and what am I going to warm up today? And mm. I don't really feel like squatting. Whatever. I just have to get there. And then I go in and the class is on and it's, it's great, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think like I keep coming back to that because the times when I've not been doing jiu-jitsu and I've just been doing my own training, you have to expend a lot of willpower in those phases to, to, to every day go and run yourself through your own program, not talk to anyone, you know, stay disciplined with your rest periods. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of willpower used up in that process, mm-hmm. which is really good. But it's hard to, I, I feel like it's maybe lonely. it is a bit lonely. And depending on your personality type, it's perhaps not sustainable. No. Is it? I don't think it's very natural, to be honest. I don't think humans are designed to be pushing themselves to the limit on their own every day, day in and day out. It's a real collaborative thing, you know, working together. I would agree. I think there would be some, but most of them would have been bred out, right? Yeah. Or like yeah. killed out. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure if it's pool. like it's not not natural, but I think we're at our best when we're with a group. Yeah, or yeah, with a totally. partner. Yeah, unless you're like anti-social, unless you're a bodybuilder. Yeah, <laughs> but it's then, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're but Dorian Yates, no it's cool, man. Do your thing. <laughs> but if you're just the dude that's got no legs and a massive upper body and a thin neck, <laughs> you should join some classes, bro. <laughs> Come and get on the mats, bro. The mats. I was, uh, yeah, Come get on the jiu-jitsu things, must be nice to put on a little, little jacket as well, Ooh. some long pants while you sweat. The gi's nice, yeah. You, know, and you do the little rashy under the, under oh, the gi yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay warm. Getting it's warm is a big one. Because can, can you do that for calisthenics? Some jiu-jitsu guys, I think Brazilian guys, are known to train in socks during winter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> warm up in socks. I mean, I've rolled people that have the hoodies on underneath the... Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, it'd be cool if you could just get like a gi for when you're doing... 
bodyweight training. It's true. Can we get like a gear outfit that's acceptable <laughs> in this gym where we can just put a nice big robe on while we're doing some pull-ups? I use that yeah. as my metric for warm-ups actually in a class. Uh, you oh, know, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. mornings you see people come in, everyone's wearing their hoodies and a jacket yeah. or whatever and then I don't, I just know that the warm-up has achieved its end when, the, when like at least one layer has come off of each person. You're like, all right, cool, let's move into the work. Totally. Getting warm is, is good like psychological tool as well. Like getting warm before you even get into the gym. Actually like physically warming yeah, yourself just, up? Yeah, just jump into like uh, a hot shower. Like if you're really cold oh, yeah, and you're yeah. curled up in a ball on the couch and you're like, fuck, I don't want to move because I'm freezing. Jump in a hot shower, get out, get the hoodie on, get warm clothes on and then you're kind of like, you got blood. That's a really interesting point. I never considered that. Yeah. <clears throat> Helps, huh? Well, blood gets in the muscle and then it starts to... Your body's going out of that fucking... Is it asympathetic? Parasympathetic. Yeah. I won't go there because I don't know much about it, but you, you go from like lying there digesting to putting blood in the muscle and it's like, okay, you're kind of halfway there already. Yeah, it's a really good one. I, I, I use the hot shower a lot. It's a psychological thing skin. more than anything, I think. Yeah. You like a hot, hot shower, don't you? I like a hot, hot shower and I thought, oh, Joe... You might want to talk about your cold shower. Oh, yeah. I'm on the opposite scale, but I feel like it serves the, the, the right purpose the for me. pussy end of the scale. No, 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 no. You could do <laughs> a cold shower. No, no, I'm switching into uh, sympathetic nervous state. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. that, I have a hot shower. stimulate you, I guess. Just get the stimulus going. But yeah. When I, I, when I come out of the hot shower, I can walk around the house with nothing on, yeah. with, with no top on. And, yeah. um, and then I put my clothes on, I put a T-shirt on, the jumper might come on later like it. It's kind of served its purpose to um, excite my cells, you know? Yeah. And I feel good after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the cold showers. Mate, the cold showers. I got to give a shout out to my lady, Misa. She's been doing the cold showers with me. Like she's doing them as well. We don't do them together because it's not a romantic kind of experience. <laughs> it's pretty fucking brutal. But she's been doing it this winter. You. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, like, I know that for uh, not just Polynesians, <laughs> but also females, it's hard to do cold showers, <sighs> right? Like, I feel like they, they generally like to be a bit warmer than, than males, like, based on shower temperatures and um, bedding and all that kind of thing. But, yeah, I've been doing the cold showers for a few years, and uh, it's fucking intimidating on a winter morning. I, I, I literally stall. I wake up and I start stalling. I'm in bed. I'm scratching my back. I'm like stretching a little bit and I'm like, I'm just stalling. Then I walk to the bathroom and then I'm like checking something on my face and like looking at my hair. Like I'm just, I'm wasting time. It's because the first thing you do? Yeah, it's the first thing I do. I just Jesus. get up and do it. And I, and I just, I notice myself stalling and then it's like, just get in the fucking shower, bro. And almost every morning when I do it, I think about Hicks and Gracie. If you guys remember Choke, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he- um, In the river? Yeah, he's in the river in Japan yeah. in the middle of winter and it's like flowing fucking rapids. Um, and then I just do it and like for two seconds, it, it's like a second. You're like, why the fuck am I doing this? And then it's literally fine. And you're like, this feels so good. Um, yeah, I'm such a proponent of that. You still doing yours, T-Bone? Yeah, I am. Yesterday was cold. This morning was not too bad, but yesterday was... Bone cold. It was like the pipes were cold. It felt hot. <clears throat> you know? Like burnt. Yeah. <laughs> My skin. How, yeah, how I, cold I, do you reckon the water is in the in the pipes? Like I'll, when I'm I'm thinking, is it colder than the water out there in the ocean? I would say that it is yeah. because it's cooled more yes. effectively because yeah. it's coming through little pipes. I don't know. I guess it's 
five degrees or something? No idea. I just know it's pretty chilly at the moment. Yeah. We've got to stick a thermometer in that shit. But it's good. It, I can't start my day now any other way. I just feel like I'm not, I haven't turned over. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, 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 yeah. I, I did it all through Europe as well. Uh, loved it. I still love them. My kids have been doing a bit of them as well. That's cool, man. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, to your point about the hot shower, like <clears throat> a hot shower briefly, I, I see your point, like to kind of break you out of your like frozen state and then energize you a bit to go move. But like when I have a hot shower in the evening, it's a little bit longer than, mm. than that sort of pre-training yeah. shower would be. And uh, I'm fucking tired after that. Like I feel really nice and relaxed, mm. but um, I don't, you know, I feel a bit depleted by it, which is a nice feeling in the evening, but I don't want that in the morning. You know, that kind of like, oh man, I'm wrecked. Mm. Let's go train. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah, a bit. I, I haven't, I don't feel like, like I, I just have the hot shower and I feel like I'm, feel I'm good. I'm out of, I look forward to getting out of it and having steam coming off my body <laughs> and being a bit bulletproof after that. Yeah, right. You know, I, I, walk, I walk across the, the house that I was freezing in prior with my towel around my waist and my, you know, with my, my skin's feeling the cold air with a little layer on it, you know? <laughs> what about but calories? Calories. Is calorie intake, should it be going up? Are we consuming more when the weather's colder? Does it stay the same? I know that usually mm. a lot of people tend to sway towards <clears throat> the stodgy food, that kind of thing. Does it, does it have an impact on, on your output, your training output or just motivation? Get into the gym. It's a real good question. Hey, I, I don't I don't know mm. officially. I, I would imagine that your body trying to stay warm would have to consume a little bit more calories, but probably not a huge amount. But yeah, I definitely feel the you feel the the desire to eat more carb rich or, or carb rich, fat rich, like rich foods, mm. heavier foods, for sure. Stodgy, stodgy kind of. You don't slow cook, slow cookers going on. Yeah, potatoes and yeah. shit, roasted meats. Yeah, it's um the food thing. Like, I mean, I guess there's you kind of have that natural relationship where you you feel like different foods at different times of the year. I know I don't feel like eating much carbohydrate or like heavy carbohydrate during summer. I'm happier to eat like protein and some veggies and salads and stuff. Um, but that said, for the last couple of years, I've been trying to force feed myself a little bit more. So I've just been eating heaps all the time. That doesn't really change. You guys change your habits this time of year? Yeah, I think I head more towards a comfort food. Um, I think my, my intake probably stays pretty similar, but just the, the type of cooking changes. Yeah. Yeah, same kind of deal. Stir fries move to like slow cook and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably meals. about the same, although I haven't really thought about it that much. But definitely there's a shift into, yeah, pot, oven food. Um, I look at a salad, I tell it to get out of my face at the moment. <laughs> I'm just like, I'd rather just wilt that spinach and put it in something else that's warm mm. and buttery. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, and I wonder, like, how much of that is socialised and, and how much is, of it is, like, a genuine biological kind of craving need yeah reaction to the to the weather i mean it is it, you know eating eating food is I, I believe it's the most efficient way to to raise your core body temperature 
I know that when uh, when I did that little hunting retreat a couple of years ago, mm. they were talking to us about like because it gets fucking cold. You're in the middle of winter. You're hunting early in the morning. They're like, once you start to feel yourself getting cold, you got to eat something hot like as soon as possible, or like drink something hot um, because you, layers adding layers of clothing. By the point by the time you start feeling cold, adding layers isn't going to help. You got to get some hot food in and add the layers, and that will raise the core body temperature and keep you going. So I found that okay. quite interesting. So it makes sense that, you know, in the colder weather, you want to start eating, you know, more food, right? And then in summertime, you're trying to cool down all the time. So the, it's the inverse. So before you come to 5.45 a.m. class, go and get a full brekkie in your belly. Yeah, brekkie burrito. <laughs> brekkie burrito Extra on chili the like sauce. hot cuppa. Yeah. <laughs> you do like a lemon. You guys, you guys hot, eat... Hot lemon. You guys eat before, before training in the morning if you're doing a morning <laughs> sesh? Um, it depends on the time. I would like usually like I don't train at that time, so you're right now I couldn't really say. But I would if I could, if I was up early enough, I would put a piece of toast in. Yep. I'm I'm like well you know me I got the food complex. What do you call it? Food scarcity complex. Yeah, yeah. So I delivered the speech at my wedding. Tash was laughing about this. I reread that. It. I came across it on my computer. Oh, you got to send it through. And I read it, and it fucking it was really funny. Yeah, I was I was cackling to myself. Okay. Yeah. I need to have something. In my belly to train usually, um, and I've done it before. Obviously, if I can't have something in my belly, then I just don't, and then I'm fine afterwards. But I prefer to have like a tiny something in there, like a, one piece of toast. If yeah. I was doing it early training, or one one little whatever it is. How long does it take to digest some food? It's like two hours or something, isn't it? Hour and a half. Depends what it is. Right. Piece of toast would move real quick. Piece of mine's more suckle. Piece of meat, or you know, something yeah. like protein or fat bacon, dense. Like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Stays in there for life apparently <laughs> Bubblegum does Yeah <laughs> That's what they say They did say that Did they back yeah. in the day Don't you swallow that Then you're like Swallow it <laughs> Worried um, But yeah I, I suppose you're talking like 30, 30 minutes To maybe 90 minutes <clears throat> On that We probably sound like A bunch of rookies On the food front In a few weeks We have um, Luke Tullock Coming on oh, Funny's good. husband and he's going to be talking nutrition with us. So we can actually come at him. We'll for ask him with all, or hit him, hit him up with all of these questions. All this shit. Yeah. We'll tell him what we think and then he can, <laughs> <laughs> and then he can correct us. <laughs> That'll be a fun exercise. But um, yeah, I, I agree. It's not, it's not really yeah. energy efficient to go and eat food and then train. Uh, you know, like right yeah, after because no. your body's going to be digesting in some way. But I, I like the piece of toast as well. Piece of toast with a bit of, uh, bit of jam or a bit of honey, some butter, something like that. Something that to digest quickly yeah just i don't know it's kind of kind of feel like it kicks the body over a bit gets you you know gets the metabolism going and then gives you a bit of energy to train some sugar yeah man um i wanted to bring up a point that i that i've that i find that is important this time of year which is uh that we kind of touched on it but there's there's a primal urge that i find and this is just my theory in winter and it's the same primal urge you get on a rainy day when you wake up and it's grey and raining outside. And it's kind of that primal urge to hibernate or stay in the cave. Um, and so if you think about when you wake up on those mornings and it's raining and you look outside and you're like, oh, it's raining, and you just want to nestle back into bed, compared to the days when you wake up and it's fucking hot and sunny and you can feel it and see the light coming through and you're like, man, I've got to get outside and start doing some shit. Like there's an urge to be productive when it's sunny and then an urge to be lazy when it's, when it's grey. 
And I find that that kind of the lazy side really is a, is a, a thing that happens like a signal you get during the winter. And for me, I, I think about that and I don't like to give into it. So I don't mind giving into it on a Sunday morning or whatever, but when I'm thinking about training that afternoon and how I'm not feeling that <coughs> motivated, yeah. I like to reflect on, well, yeah, the, the, the climate is signaling to me to kind of go and sleep. And so I don't want to be a pussy. I'm going to go and train. Yeah. And so I, it's like you, you see that the world is testing you. It's challenging you. It's asking you the question and you're like, how am I going to respond? Exactly, bro. Mm. The good way to deal with that is to, to have a, your training schedule set out for the week. So you know in the back of your head that <clears throat> tomorrow you're getting up at whatever time it is and you're going straight to the gym and you've known for the last six weeks on that day that you'll be training at that time. So you prep for it mentally. Yeah, It's not an option. It's just part of your work week. So if you've got it in the diary and it's there looking at you for you know a couple of days before, then it's much easily, easier to mentally prepare yourself rather than waking up one morning thinking, oh, I should probably go train. Should I train uh, today? I'll do tonight, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Setting that date. I watched a, um, a TED Talk with uh, an author, Charles Duhigg, who's the guy that wrote the book, The Power of Habit. Mm, yes. Um, and I've got that book. I haven't read it, but I mean, it's, you probably don't really need to. You could just watch the TED Talk, I reckon. Uh, but his, you know, they did a bunch of studies on how people develop habits and how habits relate to or interrelate with willpower and motivation and whatnot. And the most significant thing they found was that a cue to a cue for the habit and a reward at the end of the habit are the two most powerful factors. So, you know, the, the, the typical one of like, if you want to make yourself get up and run in the morning, you put your running shoes next to your bed and all you have to do when you get up is put the shoes on. Yes. And they found that, you know, fucking 11,000% increase in adherence to the habit simply by having that cue and, and doing that thing. Um, so I think that really talks to your point of like, you have whatever your little training gear is, like uh, you got your water bottle, you got your fucking, I don't know, your sports jacket, it's in your bag, it's at the door ready yeah. to go, your keys are there. You even have like maybe a mug with a tea bag in it in the kitchen. Absolutely. You go in, put a piece of toast, make the tea, yeah. boom, brush your teeth. Yeah. Man, I'm out the door, I'm at the gym. I didn't have to think about it. There was no willpower required. It was just a cue for you to do the thing. It's a very, very good point uh, about first just making a habit so it becomes habitual. Um, but yeah, doing what you have to do with those cues. Um, There's another good I, one on the back of that. <clears throat> For the evening trainers, is don't, don't go, go home, home. Don't go home. Don't yeah. fucking go home. Yes. That's what a lot of people say. Don't go home. Don't go home. Don't yeah. do it. Right. Yeah. Just go straight to the gym and it's part of your work week. Yeah. Or get in lunchtime session. It's so true. Yeah, going home is the pits, right? Because then it's, fuck, it's, it's dark, man. It's dark at like 5, 5.30. Once you're home, you turn the heater on, it's yeah. over. Put you're the news on. Ooh, damn. Even if you get Simpsons to, a to, to the gym early, like half an hour early, just do that and work on some stuff and wait for class. Yeah. I used to have Don't like, go home. I used to always have my coffee f and all my little bits fully laid out in the morning. Also, just for like a quick getaway. Yeah, man. So I'd have the, yeah, the, 
Because you're not breaking that, right? Like there's no way – I mean, yeah. you're going to coach, so you're going to be there anyway. But yeah. there's yeah. no way you're going to like, oh, all my shit's ready to go. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, it was like laid out, had the filter in, had the – you know, it was just laid out. So we just had to make it. The mug was there. There was water in the kettle because I hate like having to fill it up. When It's like it was just all those things. I used to park my car like out the front on the gutter where you're not supposed to park. But I know that I'm going to push the car off the curb at 5.30 so it won't matter yeah. to people on that narrow street because it won't be in the way but it was just that it was pointing in the right direction I didn't have to like reverse out of the, it was all you those don't even turn things. the car off on the night before it's Correct. just running all night but you do those things yeah yeah yeah. it's true man yeah being prepped I remember um, being prepped making it convenient even it's like buying six uh, set of training trackies and hoodie yeah you know that you feel good in like, you know, having some good gear that you like getting into. You it's know? my training gear. It's my training gear. I look like a ninja when I run out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. You got the sick little iPhone holder on your fucking bicep. Get out of That one. Get and out the, of And the no, <laughs> no noise, both headphones. Oh, so you can oh. run and get hit by a car and you don't sick. even know until you end up in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cancel all the noise. <laughs> I fucking love that. That is such a, that is such a fucking... A sign of how overly safe our environment has become. Yes. People walk the streets with noise cancelling earphones. Oh. Right? Like that is completely unaware of who's walking whilst behind them. Scrolling or their mobile phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's they great. deserve to get mugged. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should go over and just mugged, slap them. slip on a banana peel, all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a really some really funny skit on the internet somewhere a while ago and it was um there were it was like a commercial a skit commercial for um like a, a guide a guide person for people who just wanted to be working on their mobile so it was like they all had these like really pale yellow t-shirts and there were there were to guide you to hold your arm and walk you around the streets <laughs> while you're on your phone so there was just like a human guide dog to stop you at the lights to cross and move you around things it's hilarious <laughs> man i watched a guy i watched a guy this is i don't know last month or something up at the the chicken shop up the road mm. he walked in he walked he, he I mean, I, I, I'm not stereotyping here. He looked like a computer programmer. Your imagination can take that where How you like. Dare you just say that? Yeah. Um, he uh, <laughs> he walked he walked so in prejudice. looking at his phone, and he ordered <sighs> he ordered while looking at his phone, and he didn't look at the the woman who was taking his order, and then he tapped his phone to pay, and then he went and sat down next to me at the table next to me, and he was looking at his phone the whole time, oh. and then his burger and chips came out, and then he ate all the chips. And then he ate the burger and he didn't take his eyes off the phone once. And then he wiped his face and then he grabbed his can of drink and walked out looking at his phone. He didn't take his eyes off the phone the whole fucking time. That is so unhealthy. Man, it was so, so hectic. Unhealthy. You know, and I'm like, I felt for the guy because whatever, he, maybe he's just never thought about it, you know. It's his world in there. Yes. It's his world. Yeah, that's the new reality. You swallow the toothpick mm. in the club sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of saw that. The other day when I really ordered sad. my Warriors bowl. It is. Sad. Yeah. He's missed totally. out on all of that interaction. Yeah, man. <clears throat> no and, idea. And where, and where are your thoughts at that time, right? Like, they're usually, you know... I mean, I... Floating have, around the ether. Yeah, man. They're nowhere... Lost. They're, they're nowhere focused. No. They're not productive. They're just fucking wasted. Ugh. And, uh, oh, yeah, I saw a case probably going in a little tangent now. Coffee, Joe. Give me some of that coffee, Let please, bruh. Cup number two. Um, but it was just a guy who was on his phone. 
This is up at Bix. I was ordering a Warriors bowl. Very Bix nice. Cafe, Botany Road. Jungle Brothers shops. recommended. And I was waiting for it to get done. I was watching him and he was, he kind of looked like a computer programmer. Maybe. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was on his phone. And then he got off the phone and he was trying to order something off the menu. He was like, hey, do you guys have a blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, oh, okay, no. Um, and then he got the menu was like, oh, can I get this? And they were like, oh, sorry, we don't have any more uh, salmon today or something. You know, it's like late. It's like three in the arbor or whatever. And um, I don't know. It's just an observation. He was, he was pretty annoyed that they didn't have a bunch of stuff for him. And I guess it's part the phone and part just... Um, people fucking starving out there. Pe- people just slap. And thinking there's like that 17 other different types of animals you could eat on this menu. You know, we just, don't have the it, one it creature you're looking for really today. He was really ungrateful <laughs> yeah. for the fact that they didn't have those mm. things. And I was like, he was just like verbally like, like that type of thing. Yeah. I was thinking, dude, because you, you're on your phone maybe too much and you demand that you have things that, you know, gratify you all instantly all the time on the net. You come into a real cafe in botany, it's a small business. You're not considering all these other factors. Like, yeah. you want us to have 30 things on the menu at 3 p.m. on a small set of shops? Like, get out of here, kid. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, let him know. Slapping. Get off your phone. And then he just went, ordered something, burger and chips, and then just went straight up to the phone. I was like, oh, I'd love to give that kid a little piece of my mind. <laughs> hey, bro. Shout what, out. What's the, what's the <laughs> word? It's like a um, – were you about to shout out Steven Seagal? Me? No. Hard to kill? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was shouting out to him. Okay. I could tag him in Shout this out, podcast. guy. Um, but it's Be kind grateful. of a, gl- is it gl- gluttony or it's kind of that, I think we, we all feel that same way. It's like he's expectant of like a, a bunch of different options to be available, uh, expectant to not have to, not have to worry about his own security when he's in public. Like, yeah. so he can just look at the phone. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a privilege that mm. comes from this like, this soft life that we have in, you know, where we have everything we need, right? Go buy fucking strawberries in the middle of winter, whatever. Like you, you can get everything, you can find everything on your phone. Like nothing is, nothing is an effort. Mm. Uh, so yeah, whether it's gluttony or it's kind of just, yeah, privilege. Makes you less grateful. Yeah, and you, you, know, you, that, spend, you spend sort of your life feeling um, <clears throat> uh, half floating in and out of depression because nothing is, is satisfying you dissatisfied all the time yeah you know hate that so, shit let's get back on track let's get back on track before I lose focusing it. on training that you enjoy <laughs> i think is a really powerful tool yes to get you out of the house yes so if you like to dance get yourself to a dance class if you're not Ooh. if you're not getting you know if, if the lifting's not not <clears throat> uh, not not sorting you out i know the boxing for me is great uh, I always look forward to it, inspiring that stuff I, I, I can't miss. I know when I, when I know I have to lift uh, through winter, I don't like it as much, uh, but I keep in mind that it's keeping me, uh, keeping me durable for the boxing. So I have this, this uh, kind of, yeah. it relates back to what I enjoy doing. Interdependence. Yeah. So I know that by doing that, I, then I can, I can box better and, and I've got less chances of injury. But um, uh, I think it's really important that you enjoy the place you're going to. So if you're trying... And, 
and this is even in, in summer as well, but if you're looking at your training as a chore... Totally. It's fucking hard to get there on top of a cold day, on top of, like, grey, on top of rain. you got no chance. Yeah. Really. If it's a punishment or if yeah. it's something you have to do... Yeah. ...because you fucked up at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is an unsustainable, like, perspective mm. on it, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, yeah, in winter, even more true, so... Um, making sure that, yeah, your type of training or, or your goal is true and honest for yourself and something that truly excites you. Yeah, you feel and you passionate get, about it. You feel passionate about it and, and winter's there to kind of uh, make sure that it, it is honest because it'll test you. Yeah. You know, so a, a bit of time aside to make sure that what you're doing, with your goals and what you're aiming towards mm. is is enough to it's get you aligned. I also think with, with the goals piece kind of uh, like – same idea, but count like in terms of the, the passion thing, sometimes it's good to just set a goal for the sake of a goal. True. And go, oh, I'm going to work on that mm. for, for mm. a few months because it just gives me a bit of direction. Mm. Uh, I'm doing at the moment, you guys probably see I'm trying to do some um, power training for my lower body. Yeah. So on Wednesday mornings, I do like some, some jumping and some speed squats and I'm trying to increase my vertical jump. Um, I don't really care that much about my vertical jump. It's kind of fine. But I was just... It's pretty good. Getting... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I've got to retest it next week. Um, but it's... it's not uh, bad for a white guy. It's, I'm still a white guy, right? You know? Oh, you are white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not disputing that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the vertical leap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, bro? Uh, I do... My lower see, body bro. does look like that of Tyron Woodley. However... <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Shout of Serena out to Wilton. My boy. Serena Booty. Um, but it's it's just giving me a bit of direction and I don't really you know what I mean it's like cool I'll do that for a few months it's a bit of a training project and uh, and I'm doing it and then I don't know after I've done it I'll finish up in a few weeks I'll do something else you know maybe I'll go back to back tucks or something but it's you know a bit of a bit of a uh, just something that keeps you doing it so like say with our classes we've just introduced the body weight program um, we got a new cycle of our lifting program. Mm. They're really great projects, right? Mm. It's like, oh, cool. What are we doing in the new lift program? Oh, we're doing some some power clean or some uh, squat cleans and push presses. Like, all right, I'm gonna just try and build that for the next few months. That'd be sick. There's a path. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you a gives you a direction. Whether you really care that much about it or not, what you want from the whole training thing will come by just doing that thing. Yeah. I think there's something very powerful in knowing that you're moving in a direction. If you're directionless in any area of your life, it's not. It's, you feel pretty powerless. But if you're heading in, in a direction and you know where you're going, and that's with your training, then it's much easier to get motivated. There's, there's, a, there's an end in sight in a way, but you also know that you're getting returns for the time that you put into something. Yes. And this is very important because you're investing. Mm, you're investing yep. time that's you could be spending... Under a blanket. Yeah. Warm and cozy. That's right. Yeah. Feeling like shit because you didn't go to the gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eating ice cream. But that, Netflix. I mean, that's the thing, right? I think for a lot of people who don't train at our gym or, you know, just general fitness enthusiasts or, uh, you know, people who are just at a gym to try and lose weight or whatever, they're not necessarily – they don't know that they can select a goal that is beyond yeah. I want to lose some weight or I want to, you know – 
like and you lose you, weight and turn up. Yeah, right. Very maintain. I want to maintain. maintain. Yeah. yeah, just looking to maintain at the moment. <laughs> maintain. <laughs> yeah, um, but they don't know like that. You could you could choose like oh Something I want to do a handstand exciting. or I want to fucking deadlift double my body weight or whatever you know it's like marathon so i think that's quite empowering when you're like oh okay well looking at the new body weight program well i would like to do a muscle up so okay what's the path are you doing it in class cool i'm gonna follow that path you know true if you're not training at a gym where you have the opportunity to set a goal like that you're at the wrong fucking gym all right you're at f45 let's just call it what it is (laughs) yes yeah yeah the the, the, when you're looking at toning up and losing weight or losing weight and toning up or even putting on lean muscle mass, they're, they're short-term goals, realistically. It's very quick to turn over muscle. It's very quick to lose body fat if you're doing the right thing. They should be short-term goals. They should they? be short-term goals. And majority of the time, the reason why they aren't is because you attain that goal and then what? You don't know anything else, so you just go back to what you were doing. Yeah. And the weight comes back on, and you lose the muscle, and then you do it all again. And usually you're doing that in spring and summer. And then in winter, you're hiding out because you don't have the foresight of a midterm or long term goal to get you through the winter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always your fault, as in you've just been given the wrong information and yeah. been, That's been right. fed the wrong kind of shit. Yeah, to yeah. aspire toward or to be interested in. Yeah, some health totally. professional has sold you an eight-week transformation or a 12-week fucking whatever it is. Congratulations, you're the and challenge winner. It. And then what? Yeah, that's right. That cool, I'll, wait, I'll fuck it up for the next eight months and then see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, right? It's, that's, the, that's the fitness cycle. Yeah. You know, the, the standard fitness cycle. And I think that comes back to this instant gratification thing. And the fitness industry is just bowing down to it. It's like, oh, okay, this is what people want. They just want quick results and they want it yesterday. And it's like, oh, all right, well, fuck, that's what we have to give them. It's like, well, you're not Two weeks free. Any favors. <laughs> yeah. Any favors. You're not doing them any favors. Fucking hurting them. Putting on muscle and burning fat on a body that can't even fucking support itself. Should be focusing on the foundation. And that stuff takes time takes energy, takes discipline. This is, these are the, the, the qualities you should be, you should be building an indivi- in, in an individual. Preach. Very well put. Preach. Oh, you know? Quotation marks. Build some metal. Harden up. T's eyebrows are moving. He's passionate. <laughs> yeah. I, eyebrow. <laughs> nah, bro, there's a little bit of separation the there. The middle uh, is turned grey. It's, it's got a bit thicker <laughs> ever since like he had that moussaka for lunch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he loves moussaka. Moussaka. Like saying it more than moussaka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what else have we got? Where are we at on time? the clock here? Give me a little time keep. Uh, 45 minutes, 46 minutes in. Ah, oh, very good. Very good. Um, man, keep it simple. Don't, don't fucking, don't, don't make it a huge insurmountable task. Don't set the, okay, I'm going to train six days a week. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go for the side, I'm going to side split. I'm going to fucking, you know, be the Olympic. Just fucking choose one thing. Lock down like three days a week where you can train, you know, to T's point, put it in your calendar on a Sunday, like, or you just put it on repeat. It's there every week. That's when you train. And then if you can do stuff on top of that, that's a bonus. But really don't overcomplicate what should be quite a, a simple task. Mm. Uh, 
I really, you know, for me, man, like that's the, the busier we get with the business, the more important I find that to just like not set the, the bar super high for myself, just set it somewhere so that I, I maintain a thing. Yeah, small attainable wins, yeah. easy wins, and then you just build on it. Yeah. Much more sustainable. One, I'll give you an example. One of my goals this year, uh, which I did sit down and, and write out some goals, one of my training goals was to attend a third jiu-jitsu class per week. So like I had my schedule last year, I could only get to two a week, and my goal was simply make space for a third. Uh, and I've done that, and I've been keeping that up, and that's, that's sick, but like, it's a pretty non-sexy goal, but it's been really effective for me. And, and I think that that's kind of a good example of just a simple goal that is achievable and you've got some time to do it, but it's like, mate, just carve that time out and make it a thing. It's a 33% increase in training time. 33% increase. Yeah, it is, right? It's a lot. Yeah. People don't, pe- people don't give that enough credit. Yes. So if you're not training at all and you just set the goal at one day a week, that's a hundred percent increase in training time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and I well you, done. Yeah, mathematician. Tick the box. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, totally. And pat yourself on the back for it, and then hang out there until that becomes easy, and then make it two. And you know, by the end of six months, you've got a six-day training week, but it's sustainable. Yeah, you've got it. You haven't yeah. gone right. Yeah. I'm gonna like, get on the get through this winter six days a week, unless you're doing the winter warrior challenge. That is. Then you got to fucking get in there multiple Just times per day, every day. Easy. Just sign in. Well, that's what we use our Winter Warrior Challenge for, right? Just to give people a little bit of an incentive to show up more, you know, or try and increase their training load a little bit or just try and stay consistent with what their current what, schedule is. What is the Winter Warrior, Warrior Challenge? Winter Warrior Challenge is, is just a period here at our gym where over the, the winter, over the three months, we run a tally of, the, of classes attended. And so the, the person who attends the most classes in that three-month period will be crowned the Winter Warrior for that year. And the people that finish in the top nine places beyond that or after the number one will also receive a little gift, a little it prize. Yeah, everyone gets a little prize. And it is, it is you know, it, it is as simple as it gets. It's like show up more and you get to win. Um, it's pretty competitive. It does. It does, yeah, huh? It gets it's competitive. Yeah, a bit of conversation, a bit of, bit of bants. Last Bantle. year we had the, uh, Carmel and Noni going like head to head. It got like ridiculous. You know, Noni was doing like, was she doing like fucking 20 classes a week or something? It was insane. Yeah, yeah something like I that. I mean, she was turning up to 20 classes <laughs> a week. <laughs> she was not training in 20 classes a week. Let's call it what it is. Shout out Noni. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> <laughs> any of the training, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, but that, that's the that's the deal, man. You gotta you gotta have a little bit of foresight. You gotta set a bit of a plan, and then you gotta find ways to keep yourself accountable to that. And uh, all all those points, not going home, having a little bit of visualization around it, using a training buddy, thinking about like what it is you actually want from your life, and then going, okay, well, I'm not going to get it if I just don't train regularly. Like all of those things are going to contribute towards you achieving that thing that you want to achieve through your training. What else you got there? Um, I think we covered most of the points that I had. Um, We spoke about like making it really convenient for yourself. Buy some cool clothes if that's what you need. Like uh, I like there's a point on doing what you have to do for yourself. 
yeah. on, on what you need to do to survive. So um, besides the main point, just harden up and just, <laughs> and just rise to the, to the challenge. And uh, it would also be like, you know, if you need a little help, just do what you know works for you. Like, uh, for instance, uh, you could remember the time last week when you trained and you enjoyed it and it felt easy and it was good and you think about what were the conditions of that time and try and replicate them a little bit and maybe it was I didn't go straight home. Um, maybe it was I used to watch videos before I went to bed, um, jiu-jitsu videos, so I could get up for the 6 o'clock class. <laughs> so a bit, bit of inspo. inspo. Yeah, you can change your uh, alarm thing to the song that makes you freaking awesome, make you feel awesome in the morning. <laughs> you can park your car in a clear way out the front of your house or something like that. You know, you got to move it. Like, just do what you what you know you need to survive. And if it's a little using some 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 inspo that's out there, then yeah, do that. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, make sick playlists. Music. Oh my god, that's just one massive motivator for me and for many people. Have fun with that. Just go on and make sick playlists and get excited about some music. Put your Noise cancellation earphones <laughs> on. Yep. Yeah, like so just take some photos of yourself in front <laughs> of the mirror. Yeah, go train <laughs> in the middle of the road. Yeah, post that on Instagram. That is, it's more yeah. like you know. Well, if you just are training pack. on your own, you can listen to it in whatever mm. space you are. But otherwise, I just bang it in the car on, yeah, the, way on the way there. Yeah, it's just like big energy um, or whatever it is that gets you going. Yeah, first thing use those training in the morning. No, for I sure. think one of the most powerful tools <laughs> is silence. The power, one of the most powerful tools of staying motivated through winter. Money. No. What is it? It's finding Food. a fucking coach oh, yeah. that cares. That's good. Someone that, that, that you want to work hard for. Yeah. It's massive, massive tool. Yeah. Someone that is also investing in your success. Yeah. <coughs> they care about you mm-hmm. and they want to see you make change and you want to work hard for them. You want to turn up. I know for myself, I've seen the biggest changes in, in my own physical development and probably personal development as well when it's been uh, when I've when I've been working under some of my favourite coaches. Yeah. Those days when you don't want to get up, you you're almost not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for them. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, it's important. And that's what you got here at Jungle Brothers, that's it. man. That's what you got. You got a whole fucking building full of amazing coaches that care about you. That's it. Or wherever you're training at, man, you, you want you want that relationship with your coaches, right? And they should be they should be invested in your development and they should be, you know, checking in with you and asking you how you're going. And if you're if you're not having those conversations, you want to find a place where you can have those conversations. Yeah, they need to mm-hmm. know your goals, mm-hmm. they need to know where, where where you are now, where you came from what your injuries are, where your headspace is, everything you share with your coach, you know, personal life. It, it is a very, uh, it's an intimate relationship if you have a good coach. Uh, and I can say that through experience working on both sides of the coin. Uh, and the stronger that relationship is, the, the better quality the outcome mm. when it comes to physical development. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I've, I've actually got, got a piece to add on, on that front, on the whole winter front, which is that, <clears throat> and we experience this with attendance uh, between like comparing summer and winter, in that summertime, especially in Sydney, 
is summertime is like Christmas time and that's when people are socialising and there's a lot of, there's just a lot of social events on. There's a lot of after work drinks, there's a lot of birthday parties, there's a lot of, you know, stuff like that. And that is, even though climate wise, it's a really good time of year to train, like it's quite easy to get motivated, you feel warm, the sun's up, like it stays light very late into the, the, the evening. People don't train as much because they've got other shit on. So if you a look at... A lot more distractions, isn't there? A lot more, man. <clears throat> so if you, look at, if you look at your year and think, all right, well, I know that like December, let's say like, you know, December, January and part of Feb are going to be challenging because I've got all this shit on. I'm probably taking a couple weeks holidays for Christmas. Then it leaves you with like eight months or seven and a half, know, like nine months for the rest of the year, nine to nine and a half, where you're like, all right, well, I gotta get productive in this time because I know that the organically there's gonna be a little drop off in my, my training over that time. Um, so I gotta utilize those. And then if you think, all right, well, oh, I typically get a bit lazy in winter. So that's that three month period. So you take that three months out of the nine months, you got six months. And it's like, man, that's not, that's not consistent at all. And that, you know, I'm assuming for most of the people listening, that's not the person that you really wish to be. So then it's like, okay, I've actually got to use this time. So, and this time doesn't last for long, right? Like we're midway through winter now. It's the, it's the winter solstice soon. So it's going to be leaning back towards longer days, you know, almost, I don't know when it is. It's in a few days or something. Um, you have to use that fucking time and you got to utilize your year. So, so do it. Don't, don't give in to that, uh, that laziness or that like, oh, I'll pick it up in summertime because you probably won't. Yeah, winter for most people is a time with the least amount of distractions. Yes. The, le- the least barbecues happening, the least parties, the least uh, like events. Work drinks. Yeah, festivals and uh, fucking, you know, stuff going on. Yeah. And it's the easiest time to stay in a space because uh, when it gets warm, you just want to get out and, and, uh, and Show roam. off your rig. Yeah, and roam, you know. Yeah, totally, man. Do your fucking work in winter, all right? Reap be, the benefits in summer. Right. <clears throat> be the smart investor. Plus, you want to be able to like unveil mm. all your yeah. gains oh. in, at the start of summer. Glistening. While everyone's pasty and white. Yeah. Got a little, little winter roll on them and you just unveil the rig. And That's it's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking robot. Like condom you, stuff full of walnuts. <laughs> and everyone else realizes. Oh, oh, shit, I fucked up trained. again. <laughs> next year, next year is going to be my year, man. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> good work, gents. Should we wrap it up there? Yeah, sounds good. Um, good that was awesome. Good to get back on the mic with yeah, you guys. Was, yep, looking forward to next week. Yeah. Next week we're talking about... What do we got? I, I think... Uh, anyway, no, I think program? next week we have a special guest. Oh, I, think awesome. we got, I think we got a uh, Kareem, member of ours. And we're talking about the mental side of training and dealing dealing with your inner critic and oh. uh, and your your self diminishing beliefs and how you can overcome that. Cool. Oh. Yeah, very cool, man. And he's studying psychology as well. Oh, that's so it's right. Be I think he's finished studying, hasn't he? I think um, he's, he's doing degree. placement right. now, so he's kind of towards the end of it. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, this will that's be that's unreal. This will be fun. That. Yeah, it'd be cool. Mm. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, if you want to check us out junglebrothers.com you can uh, find more information there we've got the YouTube channel we've got the Instagram we've got a lot of good technique stuff going out on there um, follow us along and uh, if you're looking to train get in touch come and see us down in Botany thank you thank you thank you bye see you
Let's get something to eat.